Hi, everyone. This is Cosmic News with astrologer Tish Aitken, and it's April 28th, 2021. And I wanted to discuss all that's going on astrologically this week, as well as what's to come in the month of May, because we have a lot ahead of us in the following month. So recently, we had Pluto, which is the planet of death and regeneration, and intensity and transformation and transcendence station retrograde at 26 degrees and 48 minutes of the cardinal earth sign of Capricorn. And this occurred yesterday on April 27th. And we felt the buildup starting five days before because you feel a station like Pluto, you feel it five days before and five days after, whether or not it's stationing retrograde or stationing direct. And this intensifies the energy of that planet. And Pluto deals with power, it deals with death and loss, it deals with transformation. And for each of us, it's an opportunity to reflect on how we can transform our lives. We've been dealing with tremendous change since the uh, beginning of last year, when we were in the big time of Capricorn. And at that time, Saturn, which is the ruler of Capricorn, and represents karma and restrictions and limitations, met up with Pluto, which is the planet of death and transformation. And the two met up at the world point on January 12th. And we've all been dealing with heavy structures in our own lives and on the world stage, ending and transforming. And now is a time that each of us reflects on how we can empower ourselves in the new age, because as of the ending of last year, we are now in the new age of Aquarius, and it's a very different energy than the Capricorn time, which was about uh, saying goodbye to old structures, to letting go of old paradigms. And now, whether or not we're working in old stories, they're taking on a new level. Uh, Aquarius is fixed change, and it represents a lot of innovation, a lot of futuristic thinking. And the beginning of this year, we were dealing with a lot of Aquarian energy when we first entered this new time. Saturn and Jupiter meet up every 20 years, and they met up at the first degree of Aquarius on the winter solstice. And then in the beginning of 2021, we had Mercury, which is the planet of communication, transiting in Aquarius from January 8th until March 15th. And in this time period, Saturn and Jupiter were still transiting along together, structuring a new vision of humanity and community and innovation. And for all of us, how we can invent and reinvent ourselves. And we're still dealing with this story all year long. But Saturn and Jupiter are no longer conjunct. In fact, Jupiter is actually going to change signs in the month of May, which is pretty incredible because Jupiter has been moving so rapidly in the sign of Aquarius since it entered the fixed air sign of Aquarius on December 19th and made this beautiful new vision on December 
20, uh, 20th on the winter solstice, you know, this new story. But now we have to think of how we're moving ahead uh, with Jupiter changing signs. And it's actually going to enter the mutable water sign of Pisces from May 13th until July 29th. And it's actually exiting Aquarius for a brief while. And right now we're in Taurus season. And this is a time where uh, the sun and Mercury and Venus and Uranus, which is the planet of, of upheaval and chaos, they're all transiting in the fixed Earth sign of Taurus. And Taurus season is a time of connecting with beauty and nature. It's a time of really uh, slowing down to enjoy love and beauty. We have Venus in its dignity transiting in the sign of Taurus where it loves to be. And it's a very fertile placement of, uh, of Venus, very sensuous and romantic. But over the weekend, we've had some difficult energy recently because now we're getting more to a time of reassessment. Uh, for about a good six weeks or so, there were no planets retrograde in the sky. And at that time, Mars was transiting in Gemini, giving a lot of options and moving very quickly. Now we're starting to have things slow down a bit more. So yesterday, we dealt with a Pluto station. And I know a few people that experienced some uh, loss or changes directly on uh, April 23rd, when we were getting to the buildup of the Pluto station. And on that date, Mars also changed signs. And Mars entered the cardinal water sign of Cancer, where it will be until June 11th. And it entered the world point on April 23rd and April 24th, when it got to zero degrees of a cardinal sign. Any planet when it's transiting at zero degrees of the cardinal signs is at the world axis. And whether or not you have planets or angles at that point, that impacts each and every one of us. And that can bring a big jolt. And then with the Pluto station, uh, that can bring major intensity and drama, major endings. Uh, it's a time, again, of releasing things that are no longer working. And over the weekend, Venus, although it loves being in Taurus, uh, made a challenging influence with Saturn, which is the planet of restrictions. It is the reality planet that really asks you to, you know, search within and to really, you know, decide whether or not this is good for your maturation. Is this something where you're really growing and building in this area? And uh, both Venus and Mercury squared Saturn on April 25th, which was the day before the full moon in Scorpio. So we had uh, Venus meet up with Uranus, which is the planet of innovation and ingenuity and brilliance. And Uranus is also the ruler of the sign of Aquarius. So this year in the age of Aquarius, we're dealing with so many new opportunities for technology and community and innovation. But it is a very unpredictable time because the modern ruler of Aquarius is Uranus. And although it's infinite possibility and it is brilliance, 
it can be very hectic and nerve-wracking when things don't go as planned, when there is a lot of disruption or chaos. A lot of people, some brilliant people thrive in that way, but it can be very unsettling. And that's an energy that realistically we're all dealing with this year. And I think it's been very pronounced and to me, very noticeable since Saturn and Jupiter met up on the winter solstice. And so uh, with the Taurus season, on one hand, we get an opportunity to slow down. This is slow, fixed Earth. And we have four planets currently transiting in Taurus. Last week on the 22nd of April, Venus met up with Uranus, and that can bring unexpected uh, innovation, unexpected romantic opportunities or creative ideas. could also conceivably bring disruption in existing partnerships or a bit of unexpected news. Then uh, on the 24th, Mercury, which is the planet of communication, oh gosh, <laughs> Uh, met up with Uranus. I guess that was just a sign. Mercury met up with uh, Uranus on uh, early in the morning of uh, April 24th. And that brings unexpected news. It can be difficult with um, electronics or technology. But on the other hand, it can bring a lot of innovation. It can be an excellent time for networking. And, and then we had... Over the weekend on the 25th, both Venus and Mercury square Saturn. So that was the day before the full moon in Scorpio. And what's interesting about all of this is we're still carrying that energy this week. That full moon that occurred on Monday evening at 11.32 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time was at seven degrees and six minutes of the fixed water sign of Scorpio. And Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio. And Pluto stationed retrograde on the following day. And this is a time that, again, uh, with a station like Pluto, it retrogrades for several months a year, every year, all the outer planets do. But it's most noticeable five days before and five days after, and it really pronounces the energy of that planet. You have the full moon hitting at seven degrees of the fixed sign of Scorpio. Well, that also triggers the Saturn-Uranus square that occurred on February 17th, and that was the day of the power outage in Texas, and that is a lot of disruption, and those are both the rulers of the sign of Aquarius. Saturn is the ancient ruler of the fixed air sign of Aquarius, and Uranus is the modern ruler. Saturn deals with karma and lessons and restrictions and what we need to learn, what we need to uh, to pay attention to. It's kind of like the judgment card. If something is coming up and we're not paying attention to it, well, it's going to keep persisting. But if we work with it, we get karmic rewards during karmics, during Saturn cycles, rather. And Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius. And most people think of the attributes of Aquarius in more the Uranian fashion in that it's individuality and it's the planet of uh, rebelliousness and it's the planet of innovation and technology and community. It's the individual, but it's also thinking 
and part of the collective. And each of us in some way is trying to find his or her tribe in some way in the next couple of years with Saturn in Aquarius. And it's a time where you're building community in some way in a time where, again, we had this historical lineup of the Capricorn story last year. Saturn and Pluto hadn't met up in over 500 years at the world point with the south node of karma also representing release of old ways of doing things, of old structures. And at the world access means the whole world is experiencing a Pluto transit of transformation. And Pluto was at the world access at 22 degrees of Capricorn in 2019 and 2020. And if any of you has experienced a Pluto transit, you realize that that doesn't uh, go away overnight. It's something that you then uh, do the work to purge the painful aspects of it and to figure out how you can empower yourself going forward. Often it can bring some kind of loss or letting go. It can bring a lot of psychological issues and it can bring a lot of wounds, but it also brings a lot of opportunity for doing healing work, for uh, healing yourself in a way that you never have before, in empowering yourself in a way that you never have before. And again, Pluto stationed retrograde yesterday, and that was the one of the key players in 2020. It was Saturn and Pluto meeting up at the world access at 22 degrees of the cardinal Earth sign of Capricorn. Now we're de dealing with the age of Aquarius and we're dealing with innovation and we're dealing with community, but we're also dealing with living in a world where it's not always going to be predictable that the whole, uh, that old model of working Monday through Friday, what is it? Nine to five or whatever the time schedule is that hasn't been realistic for a long time. And for many, uh, there could be new ways of doing things. And uh, I think it's really reconciling all the change uh, over the weekend with Venus and Mercury squaring Saturn the day before the full moon. What is it that you're feeling lack, lack in? Where in your life are you feeling the lack? Where are you feeling that you've worked really hard, but it's not coming to form? Or maybe you've experienced great loss and you're having a lot of trouble getting and moving forward, which is understandable with going through all that we have experienced in the last year. And I think it's trying to find some of the tools moving ahead because I think there are a lot of beautiful healing tools available to all of us, uh, but I think it's going to be a very intense time. The Saturn-Uranus square that we experienced in the middle of February, and this uh, degree again was at seven degrees of Aquarius and Taurus, and the fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, and the two squared another uh, one another at seven degrees of the fixed signs. And the full moon that occurred on April 26th was at seven degrees of the fixed water sign of Scorpio, maybe bringing some healing and tears around what you've been working through in the last couple of months and reconciling this energy. 
Uranus is a planet of chaos and a an upheaval, but it's also a planet of awakening. And sometimes it can stir you up in a way that you would never imagine that you'd end up in a situation. And then suddenly, a year later, you're finding that you're building a whole new world. And Uranus might be that kind of planet that shakes you up in a way that if it hadn't, you just would stay complacent. And Uranus is anything but complacent. It is brilliant, and it is chaotic, and it is stressful, and it is anxious, and it is futuristic, and it is brilliant. But it is definitely a time where also we need to connect to all these beautiful uh, planets transiting in Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, which is finding us, uh, helping us rather to find the value and beauty in the little things in life, in nature, in the way things grow, uh, trying to find value in this new time that has not been easy. And that I think Venus and Mercury squaring Saturn in this full moon chart, purging the blocks that are keeping you from what you desire to have and recognizing that uh, now we're going to start having more retrograde energy. Saturn is slowing down now. It's going to retrograde on May 23rd at 13 degrees and 31 minutes of the fixed air sign of Aquarius. And so it's, you know, now at, uh, let's see here, it's now at uh, 13 degrees. So it is getting uh, almost to the degree and minute of where it's retrograding. So Saturn will not exceed 13 degrees of Aquarius, and it retrogrades. And then later in the month of June, Saturn and Uranus are going to have their second of three squares. They're going to square one another on June 14th, at 13 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus. And if you have any planets or angles between 11 and 15 degrees of the fixed signs, you will feel that energy strongly. And again, the fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. But for all of us, that's a big shakeup on what's working and what we can structure in our lives and some unpredictable twists and turns. And if you thrive in an Aquarian way and look to the Aquarians in your life, that uh, if you know Aquarians, they can be incredibly innovative and creative and they can be quirky and very uh, unique and often they are, but it's such an innovative and inventive sign. And again, you have to think of a way of just kind of thriving on that type of adrenaline where uh, it doesn't always feel comfortable, but it, it's just a new way of doing things. And I think with the Taurus energy right now, it allows you to slow down a little bit. But realistically, next month, Saturn retrogrades on uh, May 23rd. It's going to do that at 13 degrees of Aquarius. So uh, it's slowing down now. We're going to have Jupiter actually changing signs on May 13th until July 29th. And that is a huge deal. Jupiter is going to enter the sign of Pisces, which it rules in ancient astrology. And that's a mutable water sign. And it'll get as far as two degrees of 
the sign of Pisces, and it stations retrograde on June 20th at 2 degrees of Pisces, and it re-enters the sign of Aquarius on July 29th. And I've never seen that happen before where Jupiter actually transits an entire sign. And I think this speaks to where all of us are right now and even perhaps the equinox chart that we had uh, on March 20th this year when the sun entered the cardinal fire sign of Aries. When you cast the chart for the spring equinox, Venus was at the final degree of Pisces, and that's a fixed star known as Shiat, and it's a degree associated with sorrow and loss. And uh, I think, again, it embodied for many of us what we've been dealing with in terms of saying goodbye to people that we love, ways of life that we no longer will be operating under, people that we work with, perhaps different ways of whatever it might be. People are saying goodbye to lifestyles. There have been big moves and changes in the last few months in a big way, especially I noticed when we were in the Pisces season, uh, early mid-March until the uh, the middle end of the Aries season. So a lot of change and new beginnings moving ahead. And this summer is not going to disappoint in terms of the possibility, but also more change because having Jupiter change signs is a huge deal. And in Pisces, it slows down, I think, more. It's more about expanding through the imagination uh, Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces, and it rules spirituality and the imagination and compassion and empathy. And again, it's going to get as far as two degrees of the mutable water sign of Pisces. And you look back uh, when Neptune entered the sign of Pisces, and that was, oh gosh, that was about 2010, I believe. I can tell you exactly. Uh in a second. So let's see. So Neptune entered the sign of Pisces on uh, May. Uh, let me just see here. Sorry. Well, maybe it was 2011. Okay. Uh, it entered the sign of Pisces on, uh, let's see. Uh, April of 2011, and it's been transiting in the sign of Pisces on and off since uh, spring of 2011. I thought it had entered in the beginning of 2010, but at that time, Uranus changed signs. We had two outer planets changing signs, and Neptune entered the sign that it rules in modern astrology. Neptune rules the boundless water sign of Pisces, and it is a sign that has no limits. It is the most creative and psychic of the water signs, but it takes in uh, other people's energy a lot. And I've noticed a lot of people that have strong Neptune energy or strong Pisces in their charts, often uh, people will go to them for advice or they can be incredibly creative, but they pick up energy almost too much. They have to find ways to establish boundaries. And for all of us, I think what's wild about this time 
is that, you know, with all this Aquarius, there was a lot of Aquarian energy in the early 90s uh, when we had Saturn last in the sign of Aquarius. And that's when the internet began and uh, early providers like AOL and Prodigy and uh, early preludes to social media. But later on, we had Uranus entering the sign of Aquarius and uh and there was a lot of expansion and a big technological revolution. And in the early 60s, uh, 1962, uh, it was dubbed the Age of Aquarius. And there were at that time five planets transiting in Aquarius, including Saturn and Jupiter, as Saturn and Jupiter are at this point. But uh, they didn't meet as close as they did in the sky this time around. And uh, they met up at the very first degree of Aquarius. And uh, for the next 200 years, Saturn and Jupiter meet up every 20 years in an air sign centered on communication. And in this case, it's about community. We really need to connect again in a very alienated world. And I think that each of us is experiencing it in a different way, however that is, however you can contribute and be a part of your community. And the nodes of fate changed signs last year. We had three eclipses last summer. That was a big deal for a lot of people. A lot of people experienced major endings and beginnings last May through July, essentially, because uh, the first eclipse was on June 5th, and that began the eclipses in the Sagittarius-Gemini axis. But the nodes of fate changed signs on May 5th and entered the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius. And the north node of destiny will be transiting in the sign of Gemini until January of 2022. And the North Node is where we're meant to go towards. And uh, in Gemini, that's about teaching and learning and gathering information. It's about networking and marketing and sales. And it's definitely about local neighborhood and local community. So in this time where we're in the new age of Aquarius, which is very centered on infinite possibility around community all over the world. We're going to have so much progress in every field with technology. Uh, we have to embrace te technology no matter how we feel about it. But also, we're having the Saturn return of the internet, which brings to question how alienated as a, sorry, as a society we've become in terms of connecting and making time for our friends or for finding downtime when we're not on gadgets and cameras and phones and Zoom and uh, whatever the medium is. So it's finding time to connect to nature. And that's Uranus transiting in the sign of Taurus. Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius and it's transiting in the sign of Taurus. It entered Taurus on May 15th of 2018, and it's going to be there for a while longer, and it's going to be there for a few more years, and it's technically in its fall position because Taurus is very much about the, about the physical earth and about things in real life, the very tangible things. And Uranus is so surreal and virtual. And I think we're, you know, expanding and being very creative in a very innovative time where 
a lot of people will need to reinvent themselves. But again, finding more time to focus on, uh, you know, nature and connecting to real things in your life as well. And uh, this week, let's see, we're dealing with the Pluto station. So for many of you, you may still be finding that uh, maybe there's a, a major area of your life that you need to change, or maybe somebody around you has experienced a major ending or a loss. Uh, we have on uh, the 29th of April, Mercury, which is the planet of communication and how you think and how you perceive things. It's going to form a beautiful sextile to Neptune, and that occurs at 10.27 p.m., Eastern Daylight Time. And on that day, the moon sextiles Saturn. And uh, it uh, it's in Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter. So it's really good energy for working with manifesting work the day of the 29th, working with your dreams. Maybe you'll get some messages through your dreams that night. And then on April 30th, the sun meets up with Uranus. And that can bring uh, some major... Uh, uh, unexpected, uh, twists and turns for sure. Uh, the moon will still be in Sagittarius early in the day of the 30th and it, uh, it squares Neptune late in the night of the 29th. So again, working with that manifesting energy, really working with your dreams. Uh, and then in the 30th, it goes void with a good sextile, the Jupiter, which is an aspect of opportunity. And it enters the cardinal Earth sign of Capricorn at 12.16 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And that's a good moon for getting things accomplished. And I have a feeling that the that Friday the 30th is going to bring some weird twists and turns because with the Sun and Uranus meeting up, we already had Venus meet up with Uranus on the 22nd of April. We had Mercury meet up early in the morning on the 24th of April. Uh, and, uh, we have now the sun meeting up with Uranus. Now we had Venus and Mercury square Saturn, and we're going to have on May 3rd, the sun in Taurus is going to square Saturn. So pay attention on Friday. You might get again a restructuring energy when the sun in Taurus square Saturn, uh, early in May. And the thing is, is over the weekend, uh, we've got, uh, let's see, on the 1st of, of May, the moon is going to trine Uranus and the sun and Venus. So that's very creative energy. It's good for romance. It's good for happiness. On May 2nd, there's really good energy around communication. Mercury is still in Taurus. It's about to change signs. And that's another big deal for all of us to pay attention to. Uh, but on the 2nd of May, the Merc Mercury trines Pluto, and Pluto has just stationed retrograde. So again, we're all reconciling how we can transform and up-level our lives, what we need to release, what the painful memories are. Mars is currently transiting in the cardinal water sign of Cancer, and it entered Cancer on April 23rd. It's going to be there until June 11th. It's also out of bounds, and that means that it's beyond 23 degrees and 27 minutes north or south of the eclipse, uh, sorry, of the equator. And that can be 
really out of control. And that's where Mars is acting, acting very fiery and impulsive. So Mars and Cancer can be very emotional and, uh, it can be moody. But in, when it's out of bounds, people are acting a lot more fiery and aggressive. So there's, uh, very emotionally based action, but also fiery and there's an impulsiveness to that energy. So we've got that in the mix and that's, uh, Mars is going to be out of bounds until May 25th. We're in eclipse season essentially now, uh, in the month of May because we have a lunar eclipse at the end of May on May 26th at five degrees and 26 minutes of the mutable fire sign of Sagittarius. So we're going to have an eclipse. So we're feeling that energy where uh, eclipses are like wild cards. You know, there's going to be a lot of action. It's a very heightened time in the cosmos, uh, in people's lives. If you have planets or angles between uh, two and seven degrees of the mutable signs, you'll feel it the most. And the mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Uh, so we're going to have that eclipse energy. We're having Saturn station retrograde on May 23rd at uh, 13 degrees of Aquarius. We've got Jupiter changing signs on May 13th, which is a big deal. That's the biggest planet, and it's the planet of opportunity and expansion. And on May 3rd, we're having the sun square uh, Saturn in the sky, which is a reality planet. But early in the day, we're going to have Mercury squaring Jupiter. And that is a preview, in my opinion, of, uh, of the next few months. And that's going to occur. Let's see here. I'll tell you exactly when that'll occur. That'll occur early on, uh, Monday morning on the third. Mercury squares Jupiter. It's still in the sign of Taurus at, uh, uh, 5.33 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The sun squares Saturn that day at 6.02 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And when Saturn squares planets, and it already, again, has squared Mercury, what are the decisions you're making? How are you finding solutions in your learning and thinking? In the age of Aquarius, your biggest resource is your intellect, your ability to connect and market yourself, and also your ability to learn. There is a lot of ability to learn. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which is the higher octave of Mercury. So through technology, new ways of thinking, finding new ways to invent your business. There's a lot of opportunity to learn. Venus squared Saturn. Are you getting what you need? Are you ensuring through your hard work that you're doing enough work to, to get the results you need? And then on the 3rd of May, the sun squares Saturn. Again, a reality check. Are you doing enough? Because later that day, Mercury squares Jupiter early in the day, but then it changes signs and it enters the sign of Gemini, the mutable air sign of Gemini, where it loves to be and it rules in astrology. And that occurs at, let's see, at 10.49 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And Mercury will transit in the mutable air sign of Gemini until July 11th. 
And this is going to be quite interesting for all of us because the eclipse is coming up. We have a solar eclipse in June that's going to be at 19 degrees of the mutable air sign of, of Gemini. That's an eclipse of new beginnings that occurs on June 10th. Mercury is going to retrograde on May 29th at 24 degrees and 43 minutes of the mutable air sign of Gemini. And it will station direct on June 22nd at 16 degrees of Gemini. So a lot of communication, a lot of stories and people from the past resurfacing in many different areas of your life and my life and on the collective. This is an excellent time for going back to school, for brushing up on areas uh, for your field, whether it's taking some uh, some classes or some webinars or whatever that is for you. Good for reaching out to people that maybe are uh, potential opportunities because with Jupiter entering Pisces, it's a really good opportunity to manifest. And we have Jupiter manifesting and expanding through creativity, through music and the arts, uh, because I think that, again, uh, Pisces is the most imaginative and creative water sign, but also through empathy and love. And the age of Aquarius is focused on community. There are a lot of people that do not have the chance or the choice to help themselves. And that's where those of us that can invent and reinvent ourselves with all of this brilliance accessible, this is a time to build and form community for others others that cannot, whether it's having fundraisers, whether it's uh, having events for people, whether it's uh, teaching people skills that will help them to cope during this time, volunteering for people that feel alienated and isolated. Because as much as Aquarius is the sign of friends and groups, Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius, and it can raise one's anxiety. And Given what we've all experienced, and again, the fact that the whole world has gone through a massive Pluto transit of death and rebirth, some people are still mourning their old lives in many different ways, and they're experiencing the anxiety and alienation that this new age of Aquarius can promote. And I think realistically that this time around we'll have the technological brilliance and rapid movement of the early 90s, uh, combined with the chaos and uh, an upheaval of the 60s. It'll be a composite of the two with its own individual new twist and turn. And Saturn and Uranus will square each other a third and final time on December 24th at 11 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus. So that's the wrap-up of the story of Saturn and Uranus and conflict as we're all expanding through innovation. But I think that it's helpful for all of us to slow down a little bit with Jupiter and Pisces. It brings a lot of uh, insight and intuition. Pay attention to your dreams. 
really, you know, pay attention to the messages. Uh, journal, just, you know, take a, a notepad or get a journal and just, you know, just do instant writing of, of what you want to manifest or be very specific with your intentions. And right now, again, with planets and Taurus, if you grow things during Taurus season, this is a time of planting new seeds. And there will be a beautiful new moon on May 11th. That's two days before Jupiter changes signs. And that new moon will occur at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at 21 degrees and 18 minutes of the fixed Earth sign of Taurus. And that new moon trines Pluto, that's very empowering, and it also sextiles Neptune, which is very imaginative and creative. Venus rules the new moon, and Neptune is the higher octave of Venus, so it's very beautiful energy. We have a lot to work with. I think Jupiter in Pisces, and then when it re-enters Aquarius on uh, July 29th, it will station uh, direct in the very beginning of 2022. Uh, it goes back as far as, uh, I believe, uh, six degrees of, uh, of uh, Taurus. But uh, the point is, is that we're all in a time of really reassessing what's working and what's not. Uh, and we're going to have Mercury retrograding at the end of May in the sign it loves to be at 24 degrees and 43 minutes of Gemini. Mercury enters Gemini on May 3rd. It will be there until July 11th. That's a long time. A lot of communication, a lot of networking, reassessing how you can learn and market yourself better. We've got Jupiter changing signs. Huge deal to connect through love and empathy and romance and creativity. Saturn stations retrograde on May 23rd. How do you structure your goals in a more effective way of what you want to invent in this new age of Aquarius? Mercury retrogrades on May 29th, and then we've got the eclipses. Lunar eclipse on May 26th, 5 degrees of Sagittarius. Solar eclipse on June 10th, 19 degrees of Gemini. And that also, that new moon eclipse on June 10th, squares Neptune, where it's been on and off the last couple of years in Pisces. And that can reveal uh, perhaps... Uh, deception or things that people haven't known about, or it can really help to tap into the dream. And that's the more helpful use of that because Neptune does rule the imagination. So there is so much to work with. And I think right now with the Pluto station, you know, kind of turning within to sit, think of what you want to heal, because there's a lot of, I think there is a lot of uh, excitement ahead of us. I think Friday will give that glimpse of the sun and Uranus conjunction. It might be a little volatile because the moon in Capricorn opposes Mars, uh, later that day. But I think that, uh, Mercury and Gemini is going to bring all forms of ideas and abilities to connect locally and also in an infinite way with Saturn in Aquarius. So I wish you all a lot of luck and thank you very much.